Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, the three-time stellar award-winning station here in Trenton, New Jersey, and New Jersey's oldest radio station. You can follow us over WIMG on Twitter and on Facebook, WIMG 1300. The Trenton 365 Show has a Facebook page. The website is trenton365.com. And if you'd like to send an email, you can do so at trenton365show at gmail.com. In the studio with me is Karen Andre Mims, who is the executive director of UIH Family Partners, and the website is uih.org. Now, for some of you, you may have heard of the organization, but you're going to be shocked to realize that this organization is, uh, has been around since the uh, late 1850s. And we're going to get into all the details about what the organization has been doing over these many, many years. But in addition to that, we're going to be talking about an event that's coming up, which is the Platinum Dads event. So without any further ado, Karen, welcome to the Trenton 365 Thank Show. Thank you so much for having me, Jacques. Uh, it's my pleasure. And uh, first of all, let's chat a little bit about who you are as a person and your position as an executive director. Okay. So I have been the executive director at UIH Family Partners for nine years. Actually, it was not my anniversary is this month. Right. I started in May of 2008. Prior to that, I was a board member. So I've been involved with this agency for close to 20 years, actually. Mm. Um, and it's been truly a labor of love. Um, I think one of the reasons that we have lasted for as long as we have is because we've evolved and changed with the times. And I'd like to think that um, my leadership and my vision for you know what this agency could become is is partly the reason for that happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, as the executive director, by far, that is it. This company or this organization moves the way that you move. And for the folks who don't uh, understand the position of executive director, they can think about the CEO of a major corporation. That's exactly who you are, uh, probably with a little bit more responsibility and a much (laughs) smaller staff. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, So are you from the Trenton region originally? I'm not. Originally I'm from outside of Philadelphia, small town, probably no one's ever heard of, called Yaden, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. Delaware County, PA, but I've actually lived in New Jersey for about 26 years. So I'm I'm a Jersey girl. Mm -hmm. And if you're running UIH uh, partners, UIH family partners, you are a Trentonian and uh, you're into this region. so Absolutely. So um, UIH Family Partners, they do a bunch of different things, um, and I know we're going to be talking about the Platinum Dads event that's coming up, but in a nutshell, what does the organization do? So the core of what we do now, we, we started out as an orphanage, as you mentioned, in 1859, but the core of what we do now is really support fathers and men. And that started in 1993, actually, and was born out of a pilot program to help men who owed back child support to be able to uh, provide for their children. So these were men who were either unemployed or underemployed, and our role was to really help them to uh, become gainfully employed so that they could support their families and become responsible dads. And to this day, that really is the essence of what we do. Mm -hmm. And let's drill down a little bit on that, uh, about the organization focusing on men. Um, I know oftentimes we have this tendency to always want to separate and sort of segregate to figure, hey, we can we can be more specific in the work that we do. Um, why is this something that, that's really needed? I think because when we think about families, when we think about social services and supporting families, we often think about women and children. Men are the forgotten forgotten ones um, in terms of them really having um, needs to really empower and strengthen them. We, on the other hand, believe that the family is strengthened if fathers are strengthened. So even if they're not living in the home, if they're involved with their children and families, we know that the families fare better. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's something uh, that, that you mentioned it really made a lot of sense, but I, I think oftentimes it's missed. Um, the, the fact of uh, the, the social services programs are generally always towards children and women. Yes. So therefore the men are generally left out. and. Uh, by far, we have more women in the world now than we do men, so we're talking about eliminating services for the minority of the population. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the other thing I think that really is unique about what we offer is that the staff are male. So when men come into our program, they see people who look like them. They see pictures on the wall that reflect their relationship with their children and their families. And that's important mm-hmm. because we don't want men to feel like, you know, they're coming into a place where, you know, no one understands where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, approximately how many men are serviced through your program? I would say over the course of a year, we see anywhere from 1,100 to 1,500 men. 
um, in various ways, both on site at our facility, which is at 4 North Broad Street downtown, as well as off site when we go to other places to actually um, reach men where they are. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go off site, mm -hmm. um, off of your location on Broad Street, when you go off site, generally what does that encompass? So we go to places like the rescue mission and we will do job readiness there, help men with resumes. We go to Bo Robinson Treatment Center, same kind of deal. We really kind of connect men who are there, which is a facility that is a lockdown um, facility. So we'll connect them so that when they get out, they know that they can come to our office downtown. Um, we also go to, we work with Children's Home Society, pretty much anywhere where there are men involved and interested in being more engaged with their families. Mm -hmm. And uh, folks, I'm going to hold this up for the folks who are watching over WPHY. This is a beautiful marketing uh, campaign or brochure um, that UIH put together, and this is double-sided, but you won't be able to see that much. But uh, can you just talk a little bit about this? Because I was really, really struck by how beautiful this is. Absolutely, and I thank you for your feedback on that. We've received a lot of positive um, input about it. So we developed that with a marketing firm that we partnered with about three years ago through a grant. And they really sat down and talked with us. They interviewed folks in the community, and they came up with what I think is, is a theme that demonstrates who we are, men who are role models, men who are um, actively engaged with families. Um, the color scheme we thought was much more masculine than what we had done before with sort of <laughs> the primary little kid colors. So um, it was truly um, a partnership with a firm that knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to go through these eight different programs and services that you offer and then we'll finish up with the Platinum Dads one. But let's start with uh, NJ Prep. Um, mm -hmm. NJ Prep, Personal Responsibility Education Program. That is a program that we've been doing for the last six years, and it really targets younger males, African-American males, between the ages of 14 and 18, targets them in three cities, Trenton being one of them, New Brunswick, and also Plainfield, and that is really focused around sexual health and responsibility so that younger men don't become dads before they're ready, mm -hmm. because that's important too. It's one thing, you know, once you become a dad, but what things need to be in place before you're ready to become a dad. So that's really about getting them to think about those kinds of things and making good choices. Mm -hmm. And it also says in here that um, adolescents are educated on both abstinence, contraception, to prevent pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections, STIs, including HIV, AIDS, etc. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The curriculum that we use for that is called Making Proud Choices. Um, and it really is a curriculum that's geared for um, teens and adolescents. Mm -hmm. Now let's move forward and talk about Work First New Jersey. So Work First New Jersey is a program from the Mercer County One Stop. We are actually a vendor for them. They send men to us, primarily men who have come through the uh, social service board, and they come to us because they're on welfare and they need to move from welfare to work. That's a 20-week program, and what we do is work with them through our job readiness curriculum and help them at the end of the 20 weeks to become gainfully employed. That includes um, resume, resume preparation, getting a suit through our Dress to Impress program, which I'll talk about in a moment, um, as well as bringing speakers in from the world of work and in the community who have you know, achieved a certain level of success to really expose these men to what's possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's let's jump over and talk about dress to impress because uh, you know I, I think a lot of people have heard of the the female version of mm -hmm. that which is very popular and has been around for quite some time here in Mercer County, New Jersey. And there are a couple others who are doing different things to outfit men in suits and business attire for when they go out on interviews, mm -hmm. etc. So talk about your program. Dress so to dress impress. to impress, um, as you said, is very similar to dress for success. We actually collect donations from all over. Um, it's it's the program has grown probably over the last six years. Um, so we get um, groups like NJM, New Jersey Manufacturers, ETS. Oftentimes they will hold suit drives on their campuses mm -hmm. and um, collect suits for us. We also have a relationship with Men's Warehouse where they donate clothing, gently used clothing uh, to our program. And any man who comes into UIH for any services whatsoever is entitled to get a suit. Also some ties, some dress shirts, and if we have shoes available to fit him, we'll give him those too. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I want to say this publicly. Um, my background in fashion, um, you know, working from the manufacturing um, perspective and also retail, I'd like to actually work with, with you on your Dress to Impress program to see what I can do to we actually uh, get, some more, um, get some more 
items, number one, but also to, to spread the word a little bit. So that would I'm be making awesome. notations live as we do this. So I will absolutely put something together with that, and we'll see what we can do in the very near future with Thank that. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Now let's swing back and talk about Operation Fatherhood. So Operation Fatherhood is really how we started. When I mentioned that we started serving fathers and men back in 1993, it was actually this program. It was a pilot program out of the federal government called the Parents Fair Share Act, and it was about helping men to pay back child support. So Operation Fatherhood is our oldest program um, in, this, in this iteration of serving fathers and men. And we do everything, again, from job readiness to um, working with employers to help men to, to kind of get their foot in the door, doing resumes, again, giving them the clothing that they need, um, supporting them if they do have child support issues. Not that we uh, necessarily go to court with them, but at least preparing them for what to expect if they do have to go to court for child support. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it, it's more of an advocacy yes. portion that you're doing? Okay. Absolutely. All right, great. And uh, family night out, I mean, I know that sounds like it's probably just a really, really good time where you're bringing all the <laughs> families, everyone together, and they're doing a, a fun event, probably some music and food and, and some activities. You're exactly right. That's exactly right. Family night out, we've been doing for probably about four years now, and it's a time for dads and kids to bond. So we started out doing it at our office at 4 North Broad Street, and it grew so much <laughs> that we decided that we needed to kind of take it on the road. So we've, in recent years, partnered with other community agencies. We show up with the food, the music, the arts and crafts, whatever it is we're going to have. For example, we partnered with the YMCA. We partnered with Trenton Head Start. And basically, we bring a good time to fathers and families, and moms too, mm -hmm. who, who want to just spend an evening of bonding with their kids. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, so the family fun night or family night out, it seems so simple, especially at this time of year, block parties and festivals and, and people are being outside. It's interesting that, that it's something as simple as that, that we don't think about all year round and about fathers connecting with, with their families and with their children. So I, I'd like for you to talk about some of the um, different experiences you've seen um, in the men and their families during Family Night Out? Well, one of the things that um, has been interesting for us is that when we started it, the first few times we did it, moms came out with their kids, but no dads. <laughs> so we thought, well, maybe we need to change the flavor a little bit and do something that's a little bit more sports-oriented or things that actually attract men. So more recently, we've been focused on doing those kinds of things to really get the dads to come out. <laughs> that's great. And uh, we're going to move on. I'm going to cover at least one more of these before we're up on a short break and uh, let's talk about anger management um, and I say uh, I, I want to talk with about this one because in in men in general it, a lot of us and I'm speaking myself personally our relationships with our fathers we didn't have those conversations where you could share your emotions and your feelings in a safe setting for whatever reason it was just not the manly thing to do mm -hmm. so more than likely our fathers didn't do it with our grandfathers and grand great-grandfathers and on and on so just talk about the anger management program yeah that's a really interesting one we have been doing that for about six years now six or seven years Bill Davis who is one of our client service specialists he actually leads that facilitates that group and these are really men who are either court ordered to come to us or they self-select to refer themselves because they're really struggling with issues that they're not sure how to handle um, around either being angry and violent with a partner or maybe just having a lot of, as you said, unresolved issues within themselves based on family dynamics from their past. Mm -hmm. um, the group meets once a week on Wednesday evenings and we use a curriculum from a gentleman, Dr. Bird, out of Atlanta um, that really focuses on triggers what causes you to get angry? What takes you there? And then ways that you can kind of mitigate that and sort of bring it back down again. That's great. I'm speaking with Karen Andre Mims, who is the executive director of UIH Family Partners. Um, this nonprofit organization, you can go to their website. It's UIH.org, or you can go to UIHFamilyPartners.org and learn a little bit more about them. I suggest you do that after the interview that I'm going to be speaking with her a little bit about. And then we're going to be talking about some of the other programs that's, that the organization has. And then we're going to be talking about the Platinum Dads event, which is coming up in a couple of weeks as well. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening and watching uh, over WIMG 1300 and WPHY covering 
Channel, all of Mercer County, New Jersey, through Channel 25. And in studio with me is Karen Andre Mims, who is the Executive Director of UIH Family Partners. Website is U as in uniform, I as in India, H as in hotel.org, or UIHFamilyPartners.org. We've been talking about some of the different programs, such as the New Jersey Prep, which is the Personal Responsibility Education Program. Um, we also been talking about Workforce New Jersey, Operation Fatherhood, the Family Night Out, Dress to Impress, which I'm going to be assisting in some capacity with that, as well as anger management, um, some courses and classes that are taking place through a curriculum by Dr. Bird out of Atlanta, Georgia, which meets twice a week, Wednesday evenings and Friday mornings. And then the two other um, classes or programs that you offer, you have a parenting class. Can you chat about that? We do. We have a parenting class, and that actually, we use a curriculum called 24-7 Dads. There is an AM version and a PM version, and that is an evidence-based curriculum that is uh, was developed by the National Fatherhood Initiative. We're really excited about that because um, it is a nationally known curricula curriculum, um, and so um, our guys really get engaged with that um, when we implement that. That's done on Tuesday mornings. Mm -hmm. Now, so I like how you, you mentioned that this is evidence-based, mm -hmm. and the reason why I say that is a lot of nonprofits and organizations, especially in a post-industrial city like Trenton, have these wonderful programs and they get started and they get moving. And then you get to that threshold where you have to seek funding. And uh, one of the things that the funders start saying is, okay, it's great that you're doing all this wonderful work and we appreciate that, that you're making a difference in the community, but we need to know more. We need to know how you're doing it and why you're doing it. And you've mentioned out of the seven programs that you mentioned, you mentioned a curriculum for almost all of them. Mm -hmm. which is which I'm sure is something that the funders are especially excited about as well. Can you talk about some of the funders? Absolutely. So um, our largest funder right now is the state of New Jersey Office of Child Support Enforcement. That is the one that really started Operation Fatherhood, which is where we began. But I would like to also add, I think it's important to note that... Um, probably over the last two years, we've been looking at trying to measure our outcomes. Um, because as you just said, it's really important from a funder perspective to know that, yeah, you guys are doing great work and you can give us all these anecdotal facts, but what do your numbers look like? Are you able to measure success? And so for the last two years, we received funding from the Princeton Area Community Foundation to get a grant to um, implement a database called Apricot. And so we're just beginning, I think, to really put information into Apricot and figure out like what we can get out, what kind of reports we can run to determine, um, are we making a difference? We're helping guys get jobs. Do they stay in those jobs? How long do they stay in those jobs? Are those jobs paying above minimum wage? These are the kinds of things that we're looking at um, in terms of our core work. Mm -hmm. That's, and, and that's also very exciting as well. And, uh, you know, spending my time you know, the many years I did in nonprofits, it's it's an, it's a different world from the for-profit world, but a lot of the, uh, it's almost different buzzwords. Mm -hmm. But it, but you want the same exact thing. Besides metrics, you want the details, et cetera. Yes. Now let's talk about one of the main reasons why you're here, which is the Platinum Dads program. Absolutely. And that, I have to say, you, you know, have asked a lot of great questions and given me an opportunity to share a lot of wonderful things about the work that we do, but of everything that we do, that is by far the most significant because for the last 12 years, this is year 12, we honor men in the community who are, for the most part, regular guys, but they are giving back in a way that's really special. They are either biological dads themselves, and they're doing a great job at that, or they're giving back to someone who may not be their biological mm. child, and so we're honoring them and recognizing them, and we do this each year, the Saturday before Father's Day. So it's really working in tandem with Father's Day and just saying, you know what, you're doing a great job and we want to acknowledge that and let people know. That's, again, a lot of times programs are geared towards women and children and not necessarily for fathers. Um, on, on the marketing here, you've got Duncan Harrison, which is, uh, and Alex Bethea, who are both uh, City of Trenton Council members. And I've heard of several other men who have been involved in the programs and who have been honored. It's got a wonderful reputation. You've been doing it for many years. Who are some of the people who have been honored? Well, we've had past? some really, as you mentioned, certainly Alex Bethea was a platinum dad. Um, 
so two things I should say. So we honor regular dads to be platinum dads, and those are men who, um, as I mentioned, are sort of um, your, your standard dads who probably themselves would not say they're doing anything spectacular. But we also honor senior gentlemen. This is a man who perhaps has been a dad for a longer time, may even be a granddad, and so he, those men are honored as our legacy of fatherhood dads. And in many ways, to me, they're even more significant. So this year we're honoring um, Mr. Carabelli, who will be um, our legacy dad. Um, we've honored um, the Honorable Doug Palmer's father mm -hmm. as a legacy dad in the past. Um, Calvin Thomas, who many people know in the community, has mm -hmm. been a legacy dad. Um, and so what's also significant about this is many years ago we honored a gentleman named Robert Alston, who a lot of people know he was employed by the College of New Jersey and did a lot of work with the um, Omega Psi Phi fraternity. He passed away, so we have now uh, named the Legacy Fatherhood Award after him. It is now called the Robert E. Alston Legacy of Fatherhood Award. So in addition to the ten sort of regular guys, um, we also honor these gentlemen who are more senior and who hopefully can be role models even for the younger dads we recognize. Mm -hmm. Now what's the spirit of the atmosphere uh, of the event? Oh my gosh. So when I tell you that, so this year, for example, it will be held at the Chauncey Hotel and Conference Center on the campus of ETS, which is where we held it last year as well. We were fortunate to have great weather, so we had it a tent on the grounds of ETS. And when I tell you that the men who are honored are so humbled, they come up to the mic to accept their awards and they share stories that, are, that, that bring tears to people's eyes. Let me give you one example. So we honored a dentist, um, Dr. Darwin Hayes, last year. Darwin Hayes is a dad who um, is basically bi-coastal. He lives here on the East Coast. His son and his ex-wife live on the West Coast, and he would fly his, himself and his son back and forth every month so that they could be together. He shared this story last year. His son was in the audience. His son comes running up to the mic as he's sharing the story. There was not a dry eye in the place. And that's just one story. I mean, there are many, many men who, again, they're just regular guys, but they're so moved by being recognized for their roles as, as being dads. Mm -hmm. Now, how can people find out more and be more involved? I know you've got the website, et cetera, but for the average person who may not need to be or want to be part of the programs and services, but they, they feel they want to be a part of the organization. I would love for folks to, again, go to our website, as you mentioned earlier, um, uihfamiliespartners.org, or also give us a call. Uh, we're right downtown in Trenton, 609-365-3663. Um, we would love to hear from folks. People are welcome to come by anytime. Our doors are always open. We're there Monday through Friday, pretty much from 9 to 5. Um, so there are a number of ways you can get engaged. Mm -hmm. And is there anything in particular that the organization is seeking? I know most organizations need help financially. I mean, that's a given. But is there, is there something that you, you're looking for, for more assistance in that's a particular area? That's a great area? question, Jacques. I'm really glad you asked because you mentioned earlier, we'd love to have volunteers. So anyone who wants to come in and help with uh, Dress to Impress, um, oftentimes we get lots of donations in at one time. So. Uh, sorting and hanging the suits and clothing, separating things that we want to keep versus things that we're not going to keep. All of that is helpful. We also have two computer labs. So anyone who's tech savvy and wants to help our guys, you know, work on the computer, a lot of our guys are, you know, a little shy about how to navigate. So um, we welcome that kind of volunteerism as well. Mm -hmm. Now, the facility, how is it set up, uh, the, your office? Is it set up like a classroom? Is there a board setting? What's it like? So it's interesting. So we've been in the building for close to 20 years at 4 North Broad Street, and so we're on two floors. We're on the second floor and the fourth floor. We have two classrooms, one in the front uh, of the building and one in the back. The one in the front also doubles as our boardroom. Um, and then we have two computer labs. And then in the very back of the building, we have the whole second floor, is the Dress to Impress area, which is really set up like a men's store. So we have mannequins, and we have rounders and racks. And you know, when a guy goes in there, he feels like he's walking into a store. Mm. So it's nice. Mm -hmm. Now let's chat about the, the children. Um, do the children get a chance to spend time with their fathers in the location as well? That's such a great question. So, so that's another volunteer opportunity. We have a little space outside of one of our computer labs that we would love to have set up as a children's area. We've got toys in there and books. Needs a little paint. Needs a little decorating, but if any volunteers are interested in coming in and helping us set up a little children area, because we do have a number of dads, a number of single dads who are, um, you know, 
primary custodians for their children, and we have dads that come in with their kids. So children are welcome. Uh, we are always willing to engage them, but it would be great to have a little play area set up for them. Mm -hmm. So that's a plug. <laughs> All right, so folks, if you're listening and watching, this is another one of those opportunities for you to get off the couch, um, pull the car over. If you're driving, write something down. And just a little bit of your time, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, a couple hours, maybe a Saturday morning. Um, if you hit me up with an email, trenton365show at gmail.com, I may even meet you there and treat you to breakfast. We'll walk around the corner and I'll take you to one of my favorite spots, a Sunrise Luncheonette, or we'll go to Smokehouse and, and have some barbecue. But these are the kind of different things that we need to do to start bringing people together. Um, it's more difficult to engage in any kind of negative behavior when you know the person. So if we can have these conversations across the table and you can honor and respect my words and I can honor and respect your words, we can build a better community together. And organizations like UIH Family Partners have been doing it since 1859. So when you start talking about an organization that's been around well over 150 years, you start thinking, hey, they must be doing something right. Can we go back and talk about um, the creation of the organization and a bit about the history? Absolutely. So, so UIH Family Partners started out as Union Industrial Home. So that's where the UIH comes from. And it was an orphanage founded by a group of Presbyterian church ladies in Trenton. So we are born and bred in the city. You know, uh, I, I worship at a Presbyterian church. Shout out to Westminster Presbyterian Church. Karen Hernandez Granzen oh, yes. is our senior pastor. And... Um, it's interesting to see the dynamic of how much the Presbyterians were involved in the urban centers, the cities, mm -hmm. you know, many years ago. And I know that's changed over the last 20 years or so, but this has just given me more. So I can go back to my, my Presbyterian brethren and sister and tell them, hey, look, we need to get back into the city because an organization like UIH is still here, still yes. thriving, still doing amazing work, and it's a Presbyterian-founded organization. So, um, again, that's another one of those nudging plugs I like to send out to folks. Um, Karen, share the contact information, please. I will. Again, we're at 4 North Broad Street. We're on the second floor and also on the fourth floor, and our phone number again is 609-695-3663. Awesome. Now, we're just about up on a break, but within a minute or so, um, I'd like for you to just... Bust through the individuals who are, who are on here. Uh, I know a few of them, so I, I want to make sure that we get a nice plug for them. Okay, absolutely. So we'll start with Carter Patterson. Uh, Carter is a program manager. He's been with us about three years, um, and Carter does a fabulous job, really, of building relationships with employers, mm -hmm. a lot of whom um, place our guys. Mark uh, Warren is his counterpart. Mark works in the Work First New Jersey program and does the same kinds of things, mainly for the gentlemen who are on welfare and need to move from welfare to work. Bill Davis, if I had to say anything about Bill and those who know him, he's our community guy. He's our networker. So if you're out in the meeting in the community, chances are you've seen Bill. Citizens Campaign, Four C's Meeting, you name it, he's there. Uh, Bill is a program specialist. And lastly, um, Jason Castain. Unfortunately, Jason is no longer with us. He was our um, computer uh, technology instructor. However, his brother, Damien, who isn't pictured here, does still work with us. And Damien is our systems administrator for technology. Mm, that's fantastic. I'm speaking with Karen Andre Mims, who is the executive director of UIH Family Partners. The website is uih.org or uihfamilypartners.org. And we'll be back after a short break. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. The website, trenton365.com. You can also follow us on Twitter as well, at Trenton365. And you can post your events for free to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar page on Facebook. And uh, you can uh, go from there and look at all the other things that I'm a part of, such as Library Boxes of Trenton, Capital City Rollers, uh, Trenton Cycling Revolution, and several nonprofits in the region as well. So I'm speaking with Karen Andre Mims, who is the Executive Director 
of UIH Family Partners, which is a nonprofit organization. The website is UIH.org or UIHFamilyPartners.org. And we've been talking about the different programs that they offer, again, such as the NJ Prep, a personal responsibility education program, Workforce New Jersey, Operation Fatherhood, Family Night Out, Dress to Impress, which I have committed to assisting um, with the organization on that, getting suits and ties and things for men who are going to be going on job interviews, etc. Anger management, parenting classes, and the main reason why she is here, we've been talking about the Platinum Dads event, uh, which has been happening for... uh, you said seven years or Twelve years. Twelve years mm-hmm. it's been happening. And uh, ten men from the community are honored. Everyday men who are good uh, representations of what it means to be a stellar dad. Uh, and then there's also the Legacy Dads, um, which is named the Robert E. Austin Award, um, which is going to be held at... It used to be called Scandicon, if I remember correctly. ETS. We're, yes, we're on the campus of ETS at the Chauncey Hotel and Conference the Center. The Chauncey Hotel. And uh, this is coming up on June 17th. 17th. Mm-hmm. And uh, during that time, they're going to be honoring these fathers. And, um, again, you can go to the website. You can find out more about what the organization is doing, uihfamilypartners.org or uihuniformindiahotel.org. Or you can reach out to Karen herself. I mean, she said that there's a need for volunteers. And again, take a little bit of your time. We're not saying you have to sign up for a 40-hour work week or anything of that. Hey, maybe a couple hours on a Saturday or on an evening, um, offering to uh, go through some of the things that you have at your home that are gently used and make a donation. Those simple things like that go a long way for nonprofit organizations such as UIH Family Partners. And uh, during the break, Karen, we were talking about um, uh, a few different things. What are some of the challenges of running an organization that's well over 150 years old? So I think probably the the major challenge is one that that won't be surprising at all, and that is funding. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that we have been very fortunate because we've been around for such a long time and because we had some founding families that really put us, uh, set us up, we do have a trust fund that helps us to sort of fill the gaps when we need to, but funding is always a challenge. There's always that balance between, you know, not being too dependent on government funding, which might change, versus getting more um, private donors and corporate dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the biggest challenge at this point. Um, the other thing I would say is growing pains, and probably over the last maybe seven years or so, we've been really experiencing that as we're bringing on new programs, adding new staff. Is our space adequate? Do we need to, you know, find another place to actually be? Um, we're looking to expand into the city of Burlington, so there are a lot of issues around, you know, just how do we grow? Mm-hmm. Now, when you say expand into the uh, city of Burlington, Burlington County, where are the men coming from for your program? So most of the men that we serve come from Mercer County, and I think that might surprise people um, because we are located in the city of Trenton. But because of our funding, we really do serve all of Mercer County. So our population is more diverse, I think, that most people would would realize. Mm-hmm. Um, Moving into Burlington, which is very similar uh, demographically as the city of Trenton, I'm, I'm sure we're going to find the same kinds of thing. Um, the river line is, is right there in the city of Trenton at the station, so you know men can easily go back and forth between the two areas. Um, but we are um, able to serve men countywide. Mm-hmm. Now, again, when we talk about Mercer County, I mean, first of all, New Jersey is the most densely populated and most culturally diverse state in the country. Mercer County, which is a very wealthy county, one of the top 100 wealthiest counties in the country, there's a lot of diversity. I mean, there's a lot of diversity not only in um, faith base and ethnicity, but also in income. And um, who is the population that, that you serve? So um, that's a great question. So I think primarily our population are men who are either unemployed or underemployed, the working poor, so to speak. But I think over the last couple of years, we've really grappled with that because when we talk about wanting to serve fathers, they don't necessarily have to be fathers who are disadvantaged. So, for example, one of the things that we're going to be doing this year for the very first time is doing some lunch and learns at some of the corporate entities throughout Mercer County. So... NRG, for example, which is a a corporation that many are familiar with, has offered us an opportunity to come in and talk to the dads that work there. What does work-life balance look like for men who may be very driven in their careers but don't really feel like they have enough time to spend with their kids? So we really are trying to broaden 
our, our work with fathers, mm -hmm. um, although, as I said, our core really is around unemployed and underemployed men. Mm -hmm. And to be specific, folks, I mean, uh, during the break, you know, I was talking to uh, Karen, and um, although th this, and this is fantastic marketing for those of you who can see it on television. This is beautiful. It's well done. Uh, it's, this is just really good quality. Um, but it could easily, someone could, could think, oh, well, this, I'm not represented there. Um, I'm I'm Caucasian, or I'm a Hispanic, or something like that, and it, and it doesn't feel right. And uh, during the break, I was sharing with you how you know as I was coming up, I would see marketing and things, and there was no people of color, mm -hmm. or it was all women, or it was all children, and it didn't resonate with me. And I had that in the back of my mind: is that something that's for me? And uh, can you share what you shared off camera? Yeah, I actually was saying that you know, I, I thought that point was really well taken, and it's certainly one that we are grappling with too in terms of being representative um, for of the larger community uh, because we know our community is very diverse. And actually, one of the things that I didn't mention before, but I want to add, is Platinum Dads represents that for us as well. The men that we honor in Platinum Dads represent a diverse community of men and I think that's really exciting mm -hmm. um, because you know dads all dads have issues all dads have struggles as we all do so we don't want to leave anyone out mm -hmm. and it's great that you're providing an opportunity and a forum for everyone who feels that they need the services or the programs that are available and it's just a matter of hey getting in touch um, for someone who wanted to sign up for one of your classes um, say for example they wanted to sign up for the anger management class what's what's the process so basically they can um, first of all we um, we do take walk-ins so anyone can come in uh, during our regular working hours but they could also give us a call and just let us know that they're interested in anger management and Bill Davis would definitely get back in touch with them right away mm. so literally that's how this this works it's it's a brick and mortar site, but it's one where it's the doors are open. You Absolutely. can come in, you can get involved. If you want to do it on online, you can get in touch with us online, etc. Or you can show up at one of the other events that are happening in the community as well. Absolutely. I actually would like to share a quick story. So we have a gentleman right now, a young guy who lives in Flemington. He doesn't have any way to get to us, but his grandmother knew about the program. She brought him in. He and Bill connected, and so he's going to get involved in our programming um, all the way from Flemington. So. It, we're, 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 we try to be there for folks. And that leads right into my next point, um, because I think my travels, we always, there's all these opportunities, and there's a lot of programming that's around and available. But a lot of times people aren't taking advantage of them. What is UIH doing to reach the folks who either don't know about the organization or the services that are offered? That's a great question. So I think for us particularly over the last couple of years, we've been trying to really get involved with health fairs, community events. I know that um, Thomas Edison University has a, um, a volunteer event that they do every year where they draw like upwards of 400 people to come. We're always at those kinds of things so that we can kind of get ourselves out there and really raise the visibility. Mm -hmm. um, Bill Davis, as I mentioned before, goes to things at Rutgers, things in New Brunswick, um, so that people know that we are here. Mm -hmm. And it, it it tickles me to to know that again an organization that is well over 150 years old, um, based out of the city of Trenton, is doing this wonderful work, and there are people who still aren't taking advantage of it. Yes. Now, do you think that there's a particular reason why uh, men aren't aren't taking advantage of it? You know, it's. I think part of it might be cultural from the standpoint of, of malehood, maleness, um, because men oftentimes don't necessarily feel that there's something for them, and you know the the, the onus may be on us to 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 represent the fact that you know we do have something to offer you. Um, stop by and let us show you, kind of thing, um, because I think men are a little bit more reticent than women are to ask for help. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of. The, uh, and I'm speaking personally, folks, now. That is part of our weakness as men. Not willing to ask for help. Not willing to say, hey, look, I, I'm uncomfortable with something. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I've struggled with, and I've been very public about it. But now is the time. I am begging other men to join me on this movement for us to build the community that we want. If that means we've got to sit down and hunker down in a small group setting and let each other know that we're here for each other or to let each other know that, hey, I'm struggling with the same exact things you are, 
That's the only way we're going to get beyond this. We can't continue on the same path and expect different results. It just doesn't work that way. And women have been towing and pulling and uplifting and carrying forever. I believe, and I'm putting that challenge out to a lot of men now, to step up. Figure out what it is, um, where you can fit in. And I'm not saying everyone's going to be able to do the same exact thing. That's not how we are as human beings. But we do have an opportunity to do something and to get involved. And there's plenty of programs like UIH Family Partners that are there. Um, again, you can send me an email. You can call me. You can track me down through social media. Let's meet and let's talk about stuff. I don't have all the answers. But that's one of the things that I'm learning through my therapy sessions is that because I don't have the answers and I'm willing to ask those questions, that's what's going to make a difference. And I encourage you to do that too. Regardless of how old you are, as long as you're alive, you can give something. You can give some time, um, share your talents, etc. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to create a legacy, change a culture and a community that has been downtrodden and disadvantaged for so long is if the people who are here step up and do something about it. So you're listening and watching the Trenton 365 show. We'll be back after a short break. And welcome back to the Trenton 365 show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening and watching over WIMG 1300 and WPHY covering, excuse me, WPHY Channel 25 covering all of Mercer County, New Jersey. This program will be airing on Friday night at 11 p.m., over the uh, America One Network, which is Channel 25 at Verizon here in Mercer County, New Jersey. I'm speaking with Karen Andre Mims, who is the Executive Director of UIH Family Partners, the nonprofit organization. Website, uih.org or uihfamilypartners.org. And uh, we've been talking about all different things, uh, mainly about the things that are covered in this wonderful brochure. I keep uh, glowing about it, not only because I know Bill and I know Carter, but, but this is such a well-done uh, piece of marketing, which shares some details about the organization, some testimonials, and then talks about the, the eight programs that the organization offers. And um, we've been talking about the Platinum Dads event, which is coming this Saturday before Father's Day, which is going to be held on the ETS campus, which is in Princeton, New Jersey, the Chauncey Conference Center. Is that correct? That's correct. The Chauncey Conference Center. And in addition to that, um, like, like most of my interviews, we're kind of jumping all over the place, talking about some different things like, like why are we in this situation? Why are we in this per particular predicament? And not only why are we here, because that's the, pa that's the past. But we've acknowledged that we're already, we've got something going on. Mm -hmm. But how do we develop something to go forward? As the leader of the organization, that's again well over 150 years old, leading this, this, this movement, leaving, leaving, leading this train, where's it going? So one of the things that I would love to see happen, and this has to do, I think, with my background in terms of coming from an organization previously that was statewide, I would love to see the work that we do happen all around the state. Um, we know that uh, some of the services that we offer to fathers and men are, is unique. And so wouldn't it be great if, you know, Newark had a program like ours and, and um, Camden had a program like ours and, and all of the cities in between. Um, so our move, our next move will probably be Burlington City because I do have a staff person who actually lives there and we've made some inroads and made some connections there. So we're looking at moving there as a first step. But eventually I think that what we offer could be everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, fathers and men, you know, united. They need to know that, you know, there are lots of programs out here that really support them. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier about uh, a young man who came from Flemington. Yes. And, uh, you know, generally when, when people think about Flemington area, like you're thinking very rural, farmland, etc. But there's someone there who needs the help of the programs yes. that, are, that are supplied by the organization. So... And we were talking about the diversity, not only in the state, but also in the people that, that are being served um, by the organization. Um, how do you see that changing in the near future? So it's interesting because um, when I started in 2008, our population was primarily African American. That has definitely changed, I would say, probably over the last two to three years. We have a lot more Caucasian um, 
uh, participants that actually come to us. And I guess the, the, the one population that's lagging a little bit is the Latino population, although we are making some inroads. I have to say, unfortunately, we don't have anyone that speaks Spanish on our staff, and that is a goal. That is a goal to get someone who is fully bilingual. But we, in, in addition to that, we've partnered with LALDEF um, so that we can um, hopefully, you know, take advantage of that opportunity to help men. We also have done many partner programs with Children's Home Society, which is actually located in the ward of Trenton, where a lot of the Latino families live. So um, we are looking to, to be more diverse um, in terms of reaching you know, men from different uh, racial and ethnic backgrounds. The other thing I would say is that age-wise, um, I've seen changes in our diversity. So we're, we're attracting guys, younger guys, from ages 14 up through their 60s. Um, which is, is really astounding to me because at any point along that continuum, a man may need to come to us for, for a particular service, uh, whether it's clothing, whether it's counseling, whether it's just to sit and play chess. We have a chess game set up in our, in our lobby area, and if a guy, two guys want to come in and play chess, that's okay too. Um, but we really do serve a wide range um, age-wise as well. Mm. You know, I was told a saying, you know, many years ago that every person, and I'm saying person, but it was told me specifically a man, that every man needs a Peter, a Paul, and a Timothy. Someone who's walking with them, someone who is leading them, and someone they are leading. And when you said that the organization is servicing men from 16 to 60 and beyond, that's pretty much that you're going to find a Peter, Paul, and a Timothy in there if you're if you're part of the organization, if you're going to the programs, and if you're looking, you're going to find that. And again, that's one of the challenging things, men, and and women in our lives as well. Men, we can do all kinds of things if we just step out on faith and to do it. But also the power of the women who are suggesting and encouraging men to do this. And I know that, hey, relationship things happen. Maybe you're not with your spouse. That doesn't mean that everything that that person brings up, you've got to disagree with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what kind of trouble is that going to bring? Um, I want to wrap things up and talk about some of the success stories, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure you could probably go on for days Oh my about gosh, this. yes, absolutely. So one of the things that we do every year, um, and now that you're a friend to the agency, we'll mm -hmm. make sure that you um, become a, a part of our, our, um, our listserv for this. We do a, a holiday appeal letter, and each year we highlight a success story. So there are two that come to mind for me. One is um, a young man named Reggie who was a drug dealer in the city, had lots of issues, um, had a baby whose mom was um, drug addicted, and so the baby was gonna be placed in foster care. Mm -hmm. And Reggie said, no, I'm gonna get my act together and I'm going to raise that little girl. And in fact, that's what he did. He came to UIH Family Partners, he got into our job readiness program, our anger management program, our parenting program, turned his life around and he now has custody of his daughter. She was an infant when he got her. She's a couple months, uh, a lot older than that now. So, so that, that's amazing. So, so Reggie was probably spending a great deal of time at UIH Family Partners yes. um, going to, through the different programs and classes and services that are offered and self-described, said, hey, look, I'm going to change what I've been doing because I'm going to be responsible. Absolutely. And so, Reggie, one of the things I didn't mention about Platinum Dads, we also honor three of our success stories each year as well as a part of the, the men that are recognized. And Reggie was honored last year as an ambassador. That's what we call our um, Platinum Dads who are participants. And Reggie told his story in front of a room of about 150 people wearing sunglasses, baggy jeans, and a big T-shirt. He took his sunglasses off as he finished his story and tears were streaming down his face. As I said before, there wasn't a dry eye in the place because we knew how much it meant to him to be a dad and to have custody of his daughter. Mm. Well, I won't be coming to um, your event because I don't feel like crying. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like there's, yeah, you got boxes of tissues everywhere trying to keep everybody, everybody dry. Um, so is there an opportunity for, for women in the population who want to help out with the organization as well? Um, is it, are there places where they can serve also? Absolutely. So, again, as a volunteer, there, there are some options. And one of the, uh, the other um, volunteer possibilities that I didn't mention is board membership. So if there are folks who are interested in serving on a nonprofit board, male or female, 
um, that's always an option and we would welcome the opportunity um, to share more about the agency from the governance perspective as well. Uh, women can come in and speak to our guys, teach classes to them, um, and then we're also doing a co-parenting class right now with women and uh, men who are not necessarily living together, but they have a child in common. And so we're doing um, a pilot program out of Temple University to teach men and women to co-parent even mm -hmm. if they're not living in the same household. And, you know, you mentioned about the diversity of the, the, the men who were served by the program. Now, when you talk about the co-parenting, mm -hmm. that is literally, if there's been a, a severed relationship, there's been a divorce, um, just different communication issues in general. So the co-parenting one is something that I could foresee that being a program that will take off because, I mean, when you think about the the, divor the divorce rates, and in in America in general, but also here, this is a great opportunity for instead of the it to go to the courts or there to be so much infighting. Maybe if both parents can show up at this co-parenting event or um, class, they can kind of figure this out. Like, like, no, you know, we're supposed to be every every other weekend or whatever. Let's figure out how we can do this and exist. Then. You can move on with your life, and I can move on with my life, but we can still do this together and, and not cause so many problems with, with the children. Mm-hmm, because at the end of the day, it really is about the children. Mm -hmm. That's great. Now, you've transitioned. You, you started out by saying that you transitioned from being a board member to the executive director of this organization, UIH Family Partners. Now, um, where do you foresee yourself going? I'm going to put you on the spot. There. Oh, you are putting me on the spot. <laughs> so, so I talk with the staff all the time about, you know, this is it for me. I'm sunsetting. There are a few more things that I want to see in place. As I mentioned earlier, I'm looking at some expansion. But probably in the next three to five years, I'm going to be thinking about turning over the reins. Um, I've got a wonderful staff um, and team of, of folks that, that work with me, and I would love to be able to hand off that success to one of them. Mm. That is awesome. That's a very warm story. It's fantastic. And uh, can you go back and just, as before we finish up, and just talk about a few of the things that you'd like, you feel you need some help with for the organization? Absolutely. So, again, I would love for um, some volunteers to come in and, and, and certainly consider joining us in our Dress to Impress program. Um, in terms of working with our men on their computer on the computer in our computer labs that would be a wonderful opportunity again for a male or female who's interested in and also um, I didn't mention this before we do do GED prep um, it's now called high school equivalency um, exam so so for for any of our gentlemen who are interested in, in getting their you know high school equivalency diploma we welcome that opportunity for volunteers to come in and just you know uh, coach and, and tutor our guys um, and certainly, again, coming in, thinking about maybe doing some board work or committee work to, you know, really further the mission of the organization is always welcome. Mm, that's fantastic. I've been speaking with Karen Andre Mims, who is the executive director of UIH Family Partners. The website is UIH.org or UIHFamilyPartners.org. Their office is located on Broad Street downtown Trenton, New Jersey, uh, diagonally across the street from the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, there's always plenty of foot traffic in that region. Uh, it's right along the bus route, etc. Um, it's about a half a block away from Mercer County Community College's James Kearney campus as well. Um, there's lots of different programs that they offer, and uh, it's up to you now to step out of your comfort zone and to get involved, whether that means you personally or for you to encourage someone else to be involved in the program or to share the information. Again, that's the only way we're going to build a better community for everyone. And uh, Karen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you are always welcome to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you are so welcome. You've been listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. Archives of this are on the website, Trenton365.com. Facebook page is Trenton 365 Show. And you can always post your events for free to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar on Facebook as well. We'll talk to you next week, friends. Have a wonderful week. Good night.